The Bloody Elbow Podcast Network is moving. That's right. We're moving from SoundCloud and YouTube to Substack. It will still be available through your current iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher subscriptions, but the main home of the Bloody Elbow Podcast Network will now be on Substack. While most of our audio content will remain free, we'll be asking listeners to please get a paid subscription to support the shows, which are now ad-free. Please give us your email and we'll send you notices and summaries of every new episode. Become a paid subscriber and get bonus segments only available to those who've pledged their support. Sign up at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com today. Bloody Elbow presents the Level Change Podcast, a combat sports variety show that brings you analysis, fight breakdowns, and insightful discussion of MMA's biggest headlines. Here are your hosts, Steffi Haynes and Victor Rodriguez. Welcome back, and thank you for listening to episode 237 of the Level Change Podcast. I'm Steffi Haynes, and I'm joined, as always, by this awesome dude here, Victor Rodriguez. And y'all know the drill. Salacious headlines. Some fight talk. Whatever I can find out here in the headlines. That's what's happening. And the first thing we're going to talk about, Victor, I am beside myself that Hezbollah is abusing his cat on video (laughs) for the world to see. Because I am a cat mom. And watching him drag that innocent little baby with the big eyes drag it around by its ears then chase it into the closet that he keeps it in in a fucking cardboard box chase it in there so he could smack it some more as it's cowering in its box looking terrified let me just tell you i am not a violent person but i had so much rage going through me when i saw that video clip so much rage Victor, I need to know what you thought, because you are also an animal lover. Well, I, I didn't mean to laugh, but you said you said Hezbollah, which I said Hezbollah. You said Hezbollah. It's, it is Hezbollah because. Oh, OK. Hez- I'm sorry. I don't Hezbollah know. How- is the, Hezbollah is the political party. Oh, and, and, Hezbollah. And in- <laughs> OK, I'm so sorry. Did not even realize I did that. But I. Nah, it's OK. Sorry. Hey, listen, it happened. You, you were so mad. Mm. You were so mad and justifiably so, because that that listen, that dude's a fucking menace. Mm-hmm. All right. That dude, he's already. He's already he threatened that that one lady that yes. one time. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been some people, man, they don't know how to act. They get a little bit of fame. They get a little bit of clout. Start hanging out and they start thinking they start, they get a big fucking head. And I'm starting to think that's what's going on with him because I don't understand. I'd like to think that maybe he was. And he's like, what, like 20, 20, 21, yeah. something like that. So, yeah. you know, like, bro, what are you doing? Why are you hitting the cat like that? If he was just like. I don't know, tugging his ear a little bit, playing with it like that. Because, I mean, I've I've done that, but I don't yank on it like this. I don't hit the motherfucker repeatedly like he was doing. Like, what are you gaining out of this? And that's just – and some people have 
I guess some people aren't really taught to have that kind of empathy with animals. You know what I mean? Like animals are just animals and whatever he can take it. Hey, the cat's not crying, you know, as, as if, as if they could, you know, but that's, that's just, I, I don't, um, I'm not saying that to excuse it. I'm saying that this motherfucker is remedial and, uh, there is no helping him. And that's just, I, the sooner this guy is, is something that we don't have to talk about anymore, the happier I'll be because fuck man, like he's not even that funny. He's not even that appealing. Why is this guy everywhere all of a sudden? I don't get it. This shit, the, the appeal for this wore off a long, long time ago. The thing, too, is that the UFC employs him officially. They gave him a five-year contract to do promotional work for the UFC. He is employed for all of you nut jobs out there that think that he's not. He is in the video game. They sell fight kits of his. Well, they put him in the game? Yes, he's in the oh, game. My, Somebody oh, tweeted Jesus it to me Christ. today that he is in the game. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I saw Dana saying that he was going to have him fight at some point, which, I mean, I don't know how much I trust that. But Jesus Christ, you put him fighting. in the game. That's how he's having him fight, in the is game. He, is he actually, so you can use him as a character who know. fights? Like, So how does know. that even work? No clue. I don't play the game. I Me neither. No idea. I just was tweeted by two different people today saying that um, Hasbulla was in the video game. Now, I know for a fact they were selling um, jerseys and fight kits of his because I've seen them. But uh, I did not know until today that he was in the video game. But beyond that, though, something has to give. You know, you've got Dana out here with, you know assaulting his wife on video and then they're yeah. hiring people like the, the what's his name um the guy that just fought recently that had the the no con he pled no contest uh, oh cedric dumas dumas yes you've got that guy and you know the greg hardy thing it's like synonymous the ufc and abusers and but, it sucks and the because cedric this thing is, is even more confusing love. yeah because I mean, this he he had a court date after he was on Contender Series. His fight, I don't remember it being that amazing mm -hmm. for you to be like, this is a must-have talent. I must have this guy. You've offloaded people for less, but suddenly, oh, I mean, all right, if this is who you choose to defend, ah, point taken, duly noted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think with the Greg Hardy thing, they wanted all that buzz that was around him that was coming off the NFL and they didn't care if it was bad or good because in the UFC's eyes, all press is good press. Yeah. And, and, and how well did that work out for them? Mm -hmm. How well did it work out for him? I mean, sure, he made bank, but look at him now getting knocked out by some schlub and bare knuckle, which is frankly where he deserves to be. <laughs> so our next point of contention also involves Dana White and he has claimed that power slap is getting sanctioned and I quote everywhere don't check out of our show keep watching I'm sorry how many people were watching a few hundred mm. despite all those lackluster ratings and TBS declining to re-up for a second season Dana's staying bullish on this and the future prospects of Power Slap. He says a lot of people were shitting on this thing. Watch what we do with this thing over the next two years. What we're doing now is we're going out and getting this thing sanctioned everywhere. Oof. Everywhere. I don't think so. 
Now, what follows are the replies from each commission that Bloody Elbow contacted. So I'm going to read those out. Alabama. Slap fighting is illegal per the commission website. They put it directly on their website. (laughs) We ain't having that shit. California. The commission is not considering slap fighting. Colorado. Slap fighting is not currently approved or even under consideration by the Colorado Combative Sports Commission. Connecticut, <laughs> no dice. It is not up for consideration. Florida, <laughs> you know Florida. They're getting ready to talk about it and discuss the matter further with medical professionals. And Florida will rush it through because Florida loves the UFC. Georgia. Power slap does not meet the definition of any approved fighting style authorized by law and regulated by the commission. And then they tell you to see this section and this section and this section and this section. Wait, what state was that? This is Georgia. Hang on. I Georgia. Have... That, mm, wow. Further, it appears to meet the definition of unarmed combat. The promotion of participation in unarmed combat is strictly prohibited in Georgia. I love Georgia already. They went the extra mile. They told you, see this one, this one, and this one, because we ain't fucking around. This is this is like the 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 taking the long way saying, get that shit out of my house. Exactly. Like they did not like, yo, listen, you probably don't deserve this much of an explanation. But let me break down exactly why we're not gonna entertain your little exactly. hoity toity bullshit. And I, I, I kinda like, damn, I never thought I'd say this, but I actually somewhat respect the state of Georgia. Not yeah. bad. Not bad at all. And then we have Idaho, exact opposite, but same result. Idaho says The Idaho Athletic Commission has neither considered nor approved slap fighting. I wish they had said and never will, but hey, I'll take this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indiana, lengthy, lengthy explanation also with citations and adopting Indiana code and uh, authorizing the IGC, which is the Indiana Gaming Commission that regulates boxing, mixed martial arts, combative sports, blah, blah, blah. But the point they are making here is that, um, that the IGC may adopt rules to allow and regulate of which slap boxing is not one. <laughs> Therefore, unless there is explicit authorization from the Indiana General Assembly, who just said they are not going to regulate it because it does not meet their rules, they said slap boxing, and I quote, is not permitted in Indiana. Kentucky, ditto. Maryland, ditto. However, Maryland says that they could draft and promulgate regulations to cover to uh, cover such an activity, but currently no, and there's no plans for it. Uh, Michigan, ditto. Minnesota, ditto. Mississippi, ditto. Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New York, North Dakota, Oklahoma, mm. Oregon, Rhode Island, South Carolina, super red state, Tennessee. Texas, Texas of all places. Nope. Washington. When you lose Texas, I mean, I'll tell you. Wyoming. So we've gone alphabetically down the list. Now, the ones that didn't respond, 
Arizona, D.C., Hawaii, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Maine, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New Mexico, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, South Dakota, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wisconsin. I'm going to assume that they just haven't gotten to that that particular email yet. But I'm going to hold out hope that it's going to be illegal in all those places. You know, Nevada should be ashamed of themselves. I mean, Arizona... I would expect Arizona to say yes because they're basically Florida with cacti. Yes. So you know, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But I thought you said everywhere. What happened, Steffi? No, why you lie to me like that, Steffi? <laughs> Dana said everywhere. We would you coming out here with your little? Hey, hey! Shout out to my guy Trent Rinesmith once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that guy, man. You know, it's like. <laughs> He's, he's, I can imagine if if I had to deal with that guy as an enemy, I'd be really fucking annoyed because this guy's thorough. You know what I'm saying? Like the one thing I've learned about Trent from the very moment, like I remember way when I started visiting Bloody Elbow during his first stint, um, because he he had been with Bloody Elbow and then he eventually left and came back. But from the very first time around, I'm like, this guy's attention to detail is pretty, uh, you know, is, is pretty heavy. And it's like he's gotten even more powerful. How is this a thing? I don't know, man. I I, <laughs> I just I respect so much the the initiative to go state by state by state mm-hmm. by state by state and to find this. And you know uh, the the reasoning, the rationale. As I tweeted earlier, right? The 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 story isn't some states say yes, some say no. No, 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 no. It is the reasoning behind it. It is the whole, well, if you can't really defend yourself, it's not really a fight. So uh, mm. that's not what we do. Hey, there you go. And you need an athletic commission to do it. So what are they going to do? International waters? Are they going to take it to Mexico? Are they going to take it to No, some... Fight Island. They, that's what Dana said, that he's taking it to Fight Island. Oh, okay. Oh, the so, one they bought? Yeah. The oh, one wait. that they get to regulate on their own. Because remember... There is no regulatory commission there. So nah, when they go not. there, UFC regulates them. They self-regulate. So. And, of course, if they don't entertain the Emirati sufficiently, the loser of the slap contest got to get tossed into the moat with gators. Yep. Which and- they could also do in Florida, but you know, they, they got some restraint. <laughs> they would if they could. DeSantis would do it. The reason why this article came back up, because it has um, – it has – already been run but it was updated today with oklahoma's response and i want to read that okay it says we have slap fighting on our march 22nd commission meeting agenda for discussion and possible action and then the update came today this morning response from oklahoma regarding march 22nd meeting The commission ruled that the athletic commission would not license or regulate slap fighting. (laughs) I just love that. I really do. I like that there's enough bad press and enough scientific evidence that's been put in some great journalistic posts that basically say that dictate that we should shut this motherfucker down. (laughs) Okay. That's the bottom line. Oh my God. This is why are they forcing it so hard? This cannot be making them money. It's you're on, you're, on, is, you're on fucking rumble. Like yes, it's a vanity uh, project and, and a point of ego for Dana White. I'm sure of it. And then him talking last week saying that he's gonna 
firmly plant his feet into boxing in the next two years and oh, i don't boy. know if i can fix what's wrong with it you know what you need to look inward and first fix what's wrong with you then fix what's wrong with your promotion then fix what's wrong with slap by and by fix i mean throw that shit in a burning garbage can and then we can talk about boxing but right now i wouldn't trust you to successfully promote your own fucking birthday party much less a boxing match get out of here you know you know you know like i've been saying this about twitter right elon buys twitter and he's pulling people from spacex he's pulling people from tesla to work on twitter these people the majority of them don't have any real experience with any social media whatsoever Mm -hmm. but they're working on twitter imagine that you're an investor in either one of those companies what are you doing with my fucking money? Right. What are you doing? What? Imagine that you're an investor in the UFC. Mm. What are you doing? You're not even running the UFC in a manner that would be considered adequate. Now, of course, he can afford to get his foot off the gas because he doesn't have to do as much anymore. The ESPN deal is bankrolling them to high heavens. They've got other exclusives, other other uh, distribution uh, deals and promotional matters, right? They've, they're selling names. You could put your name on the canvas for a, a, a meager sum of a thousand dollars if you just so happen to have it lying the fuck around and you want to be known as a sap sure you can do that they can sell that they can take money straight out of the athletes pockets by forbidding them from having their own sponsors because you know we don't want the shorts looking like nascar what the fuck do they look like now nascar you got the monster logo on it you got this other shit on it like you're putting everything on this out there you're you're taking money through every single possible avenue they're auctioning things like the nameplates you've afforded yourself through something that has become automatically so lucrative the opportunity to expand into other things and you just cannot allow your ego will not let you breathe you just got to keep going at it with this for no no benefit whatsoever it's crazy like you're taking your eye off the ball but obviously he's got you know substantially more control over these things than than the, the example that i cited with twitter but like at this but the the analogy still is valid like guy i wouldn't trust somebody like that you're gonna get into boxing really really you, you don't want to work with other sanctioning organizations we did this song and dance but who's gonna want to sign with this who's gonna want to do this who what what major agent's gonna be like sure i'll go there and do that and and then work under this guy hey how much am i gonna get paid if you pay him what you're paying the MMA guys, you're not going to get too many high-level guys, right? Mm-hmm. So you're probably going to think that you're going to focus on uh, bringing in prospects and talents, and then you're going to have the same headaches that you've got with the MMA fighters because guess what? When they reach the pinnacle, where do they want to go? Fucking boxing! And they don't want to go for your little rinky-dink thing. They want to make money, real money. They want to make Canelo money, Klitschko money, Fury money, that kind of shit. And they're not going to offer that. And even, let's assume... Zufa boxing becomes a reality and they start paying out multi multi-million massive paydays. Well, the MMA fighters are going to be like, well, what the fuck are you doing? You're going to do what Vince McMahon did with the XFL. You're going to build another vanity project off the backs and broken bodies of MMA fighters. And you're still going to underpay them. Nah, man, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. Like you, you're, it, it's not even cannibalizing your own product. It's just, I, I don't even know how to describe this. It's just, I need to jump. I need to stomp with all of my possible weight with more weights in my pockets. I need to stomp on every fucking rake I could possibly do because this is what I need to do for, to, to feel some level of fulfillment now that all this power has gotten me essentially not much else. <laughs> I mean, he's been trying to do Zufa boxing for 10 years and it's never come to fruition. And I don't think it ever will. Dana got 
the the luxury of riding along with his besties, the Fertitas, Frank and Lorenzo. He got to ride their coattails to success. And because they used him as the front man because he was loud and brash and, you know, made some sort of an impact with the fans, he thinks that he has their business acumen and he does not. I mean, Power Slap is absolutely proof of that. Just because he put his name on the Contender Series or on looking for a fight doesn't mean that was his baby. It's a think tank that's putting these ideas together. But the one thing that Dana wanted to do on his own was slap fighting and Zufa boxing. And where are we? That's where, see, that silence, that's where we're yeah. at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, we have talked about Dana White enough, so we're going to move on to another character. We're going to move on to Conor McGregor. And we're going to talk about all the cheating accusations that are being launched at him. But I particularly like Benil Dariush because he has a very well thought out conclusion that Conor may be juicing. And he, man, he just lays it out so matter of fact and professionally. And I don't care if you think Benil is a boring personality. He's not boring in the cage. He's smart. And I know he's a religious nutter and whatever, but I mean, he's never been a person that's been toxic. You know, he doesn't. Launch no, he's insults. not malicious. Yeah. Yeah. He never launches insults. He doesn't engage in pre fight bullshit ever. So, and when he does have something to say about another fighter, it's matter of fact, it's never intended to, to be incendiary. It just is. So I'm going to read what he had to say about thinking that, and I'm putting this in quotes, that Connor is cheating. He did this interview with the Schmo, and I have to take my hat off to the Schmo because he's getting a lot of good meat out of these interviews now. I think he's finally settled in and knows how to balance the comic part with the, the meaty part. And he's getting mm. good stuff out of these people. So hats off to Mr. Schmo. He said, I think Connor's cheating because in reality... For example, you want to fix your knee or you want to fix your leg and you need to get growth hormones or whatever he's doing, he can get a therapeutic exemption. You can speak to USADA. You can get a therapeutic exemption, but you can't add in extra stuff. Whatever you're putting in, you have to declare with them and then get it figured out. McGregor has been drawing all these headlines because he's... Still not in the USADA testing pool. He has put out tweets insinuating that he will get, and I quote, a special exemption because that is a real thing. But only the UFC can issue that exemption. That is on the UFC. USADA has made their, their point. They've made a public statement saying that they don't feel that Connor warrants a special exemption. So he needs to be in the testing pool. But we all know that the UFC needs Connor to put out a, a, a big hit. So they are absolutely <laughs> going to acquiesce to him. They are absolutely going to give him that special exemption. And do not believe Dana White when he says, I don't do, I don't deal with that. I have nothing to do with it. Go ask USADA. So guess what happened? Trent Reinsmith went and asked USADA. And guess <laughs> what they said? All right, Victor, are you ready to hear what they said? <laughs> sure, fuck it. Why not? Okay. 
That's what they said. Did you hear it? Uh, Bubkiss. Bubkiss. That's exactly what they said. And the reason why is because they had already put out their public statement on it. They unequivocally said that Connor shouldn't have an exemption, that he needs to be in the testing pool. And then Dana immediately puts up the defensive wall and says, I have nothing to do with this. Yes, sir, you do. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't his other answer, go ask Nowitzki, because he doesn't deal with that shit. Yeah, that's what I said. He, he yeah, said, go th- ask well, Nowitzki, USADA, Nowitzki. Were those, were that, okay, I thought there was a separate interaction. Okay, all yeah. right. You can't have all this bluster and talk all that shit, and then, like, when facts get really, like, ah, you should talk to the other guy. <laughs> like, you playing hot potato with this. Hey, you, you, know, you know what really makes it even worse, right? Is the eye test, which you know, not always reliable. I'm, I still, I still stand by that. I don't think that the eye test is always applicable for things. Like I've mentioned this example before various times, right? When people talk about um, Rafael dos Anjos is, is on steroids because look at this picture of him before, and it's like back when he fought in Pride in 2006 or 2007 as if somehow that is the damning you know what i'm saying like he couldn't put on a more grown man weight after that um but this is different because you look at him now man you look at connor on social media my man's looking mighty brolic he ain't looking like a dude who can make 155 right now he literally morphed into an entirely different human being he doesn't even look like connor anymore he is so juiced out of his goddamn gourd that he literally altered his facial features i read an article somebody put out an article um a science-based article mind you (laughs) that talked about the physical changes that come along with using steroids and using them heavily. And one of the big things is the broadening and beefing up of facial features, like your nose ends up having more mass. If you look at his brow ridge, my God, his eyes are receding (laughs) into his skull. And then the neck, of course, the neck is the big tell the neck literally being one with the outer portion of his skull is a big huge tell but the biggest part that i like though is that his little scrawny legs are still little scrawny (laughs) oh come on man come on man you know look you're a guy you're a guy who's got money you understand you got money you're a world famous athlete you got access to personal trainers. You got access to world-class facilities and equipment. You got access, hypothetically, to high-level uh, chemicals, right? Mm-hmm. Assistance, uh, performance-enhancing, uh, gender-affirming, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, substances that will allow you to uh, attain a certain um, – to, to improve on certain elements of your physique, right, to your own desire. And you still skip leg day. Man, shit, yo, you you can't help some of these motherfuckers, bro. Like you, I, I just, it's there's no like, a, a, why are we doing this, man, bro? Like, is this really gonna? And that is, here's the other thing that that that's been tickling me about this. He's been putting in all this mess, right? Is this gonna help him when he fights? No, that's the that's thing. the thing, right? I mean, he used to live and die off of this speed kills, but if you are carrying around so much mass that you can't put your arms to your sides, well, actually, that's not true because Connor has the worst case of ILS I have ever seen, and he's always been that way, walking with his arms out like his lats just won't allow his arms to to dangle normally at his sides, uh, sir. 
At 145 pounds, you do not need to be walking like that because you are not that big. But these days, he is pretty big. I would estimate he's walking, walking at around 180 pounds. Maybe a little more. But the thing is, is he's still five fucking foot seven or five foot eight. (laughs) And he's still, you know, was already on a downward trend. I spoke with Nate today, Nate Wilcox, our boss, and he said that Connor's downfall came from the Floyd Mayweather fight. And I also believe that. He ended up with the Rocky syndrome. Remember when Rocky was, um, I forget if it was Rocky 3 or Rocky 4, but he was doing all the Hollywood training, wasn't really doing shit. I want to say it was Rocky 3 when he fought Mr. T. But anyways, he went really fucking Hollywood and it was, and then he got his ass beat and it wasn't until Apollo Creed came back and worked with him and they went back to basics running on the beach together and, you know, just doing manly stuff. Mm -hmm. But the point is, is that that is where Connor, his devolution started, really. I, I would have to agree. I mean, you know, all that money gets you. And it's not, I'm going to get lazy. It's more like, okay, I'm going to go out here and do all these other things, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it's, it's a, it's a, a matter of not doing enough, but doing too much. I remember there was an interview that John Kavanaugh had where somebody was, somebody had walked up to him. He's like, oh man, sorry to hear about you and Connor. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you're not training with him anymore. Right. He says, what? Yeah. He's training with Ido, Ido Portal. Like basically this person assumed mm-hmm. that, that, Connor was just training with Ido now that that was his like main coach, main guy for everything, which is number one, like as a fan, okay, clearly this guy doesn't pay much attention. He probably just saw something and maybe misinterpreted or didn't pay anywhere near the level of attention that would be required for like, I don't know, three sentences. Or, you know, maybe he just wholeheartedly saw that because I'm seeing more pictures of him with that guy than him with you. And, you know, we are creatures of habit. Sometimes people see things and that's just how they you know, Perceive. that's just how they go with it. Yeah. They just respond to that. And, and, and that's, that's, um, that's, that's an interesting thing. It kind of reminds me of that, right? It's like, this guy's been out here doing all this other wacky shit. He's trying to do boxing. He's talking about, he's going to move up this other division and he's going to do all he's doing now is threats and tweets and deleting. And mm-hmm. it's like, bro, what, what are we, uh, this is, uh, it helped him when he tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. Because it allowed him to stay relevant, to keep himself in the public eye, to keep himself, you know, with that uh, that busy work. But now it's just pathetic. Mm-hmm. It's just sad, and it's like you're 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 out. You put on all this bulk. You're you're being dodgy, and the organization's being dodgy about it. I'm, none of this looks. It's just even. Let's assume he's innocent. Let's assume he's completely innocent of all these things, right? Massive stretch that I'm asking you to make here, but I need you to just make it with me for one second. Does that still not feel like a bad look to you? Mm. You know, it's just no matter how you slice it. So, yeah, I can totally understand that. And Benny's right to make that point. Benny's right. I don't think he's saying anything that is that is out of line or improper. I don't think this is a case of a baseless accusation. He knows that they play favorites. He knows that this guy is willing to look for any advantage he can. He knows that this guy is out here doing the wildest shit and doesn't face any repercussions for it. So, yeah, I mean, look, again, he threw the dolly at the bus. He caused the uproar. He had that fight. And they used that as promotional material. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was rewarded for that. Exactly. Now, Benil, this is the really sad part. There's a little extra bit to this. 
And here's what's sad is that Benil already realizes that this might just be the new normal. And I'm going to read to you from here. This is bullshit. To be honest with you, the fact that they say, oh, well, he's doing this. He's not getting tested right now because of his leg. No, you can still get tested. You just have to declare and say, hey, this was a therapeutic exemption. But that is not the case. He even put down retirement. He went into retirement, I guess. And USADA recently said, when you come out of retirement, you need six months and then two clean tests. This is garbage, but that's the game. That was his quote. That's pretty fucking sad that he already knows that Connor's going to get a pass for juicing and utilizing the retirement policy to juice and come back. And now he's going to get an exemption. I mean, I would be willing to bet one of my old ass kidneys on that. So anyways, we are going to abandon this topic and we are going to move on to another one. This one cracked me up. Okay. Gilbert Burns is pissed off at the San Antonio judge that thought that Cheeto won that fight. And so he said, we need to get the FBI on this. That is a direct quote. So let me read to you what he had to say. I think this judge needs to be investigated. We need the FBI on this judge because those judges may be working with a betting company. They could be getting a third person to bet. I just think that it's not real. I think these guys are being dirty and maybe trying to get money out of this. Cheeto is my guy and I want him to win, but there is no way he won that fight. It's clear to anyone. What's wrong with that judge? It's not the first time. What bothers me is that it doesn't stop. We have to do something or I don't know, nothing changes. And that last part cracked me up. We have to do something or nothing changes. Yeah, that's an understatement. I mean... I think we should know, get the FBI on the horn because Texas judging as a whole needs investigation. <laughs> You want to call the feds? Like, you know, I'm not as big a fan of the feds. I'm sorry. I don't know if, like, I could trust them to do anything on that front. But, like, if any if any, if any, any malfeasance is there, like, I kind of understand the frustration. Do you trust the commission? <laughs> how many how many uh, situations have we seen where the commissions have been utterly incompetent or in any event they've been handcuffed or just uh, unable to impotent uh, in some cases, right? Or maybe they have some trepidation of taking some form of action so as not to upset certain uh, – not not necessarily promotions but just other figures, right? There's, there's a political element to all this stuff and some places it's more evident than others and um, yeah, I – <sighs> I don't know that I'd get the feds involved. Like it's fine. Let him. Let him. Let him. Let him say that. Let him get it out of his system. But like, really, like, what? What are we? No, no. What? How? How does he really think that's going to play out? I don't know. I don't know what they would even do. You know, like you want to investigate what? Do you have what? What evidence would you even have? I. I don't know if the feds would even get out of bed for a case like this because it smells like a loser, you know? Like, how do you prove anything happening and then – and for what? And especially in a sport that has so much incompetence when it comes to officiating, you know? Like, it could just be – could just be some other dude who shouldn't be doing his job, but he's, I don't know, somebody who was there on the ground floor or he's somebody's nephew or some shit. 
Victor Victor went the long route here. I was trying to give him something he can make a joke off of because the whole thing is hilarious. I just I <laughs> Victor mean, played it, is it funny. out like no, I we agree. should go ahead Especially... and call the FBI. Let's let's play this out like the FBI might actually get involved. No, but like they, they won't. <laughs> That's my whole thing. Like, no, there's no way it's gonna happen. <laughs> We're going to move on to um, a little bit more serious topic, and that is shoe face, Antonio Carlos Jr. Now, if you haven't been following along with Big Brother Brazil, then you would not know this, but he was expelled from Big Brother Brazil because of sexual harassment accusations and video clips. And I saw both clips and he clearly was sexually harassing that girl. He held her down in her bed and was trying to forcefully kiss her. We have to say alleged. So I will say alleged sexual harassment, but the videos are pretty clear. Anyways, he posted an Instagram video and Ag Fight retweeted it, shared it, and our guy um, transcribed it. And basically what he said is, that he's going to be fighting this year. <laughs> he's just coming off of um, knee surgery. I think he had uh, ACL surgery. Yeah, ACL surgery. But he said, I'm pretty sure I'll fight this year unless something goes wrong. My wish is to fight this year probably by the end of the year. I haven't got anything scheduled, of course, and I'm still taking care of my knee and getting back to work. It's been a sad return to training, but I still hope I can fight, I guess, around halfway through the second semester of the year is when. Here's the thing. He now fights for PFL. PFL needs to really examine whether they want to keep this guy, because I'll tell you what, I retweeted our article that, uh, I, I can't remember if it was Milan or Lucas that put out the article about it. I retweeted. I think it was Lucas. I cannot tell you. How many ladies, Brazilian ladies, I spent that night and the next day on Google Translate because so many people replied to me in Portuguese and every single one was good. He deserves it because, you know, he got booted and he was, he was getting a lot of backlash and every single one. And from men too, I have a lot of replies based on that. So PFL really needs to think about that because, you know, they have a pretty significant Brazilian fan base as well. And just the the optics of it for any anyone that watches, especially women though. What does PFL do about this? I mean, it's on the camera. It is. And I didn't watch the clips myself. Um I what I all I knew was it did not look good. Mm. Uh, I didn't know the little bit about the whole you know pinning per, the person down. I, I what I understood was um, yeah he's in the bed with her. Okay, they're in the bed, and the the first scene you see is they're under the covers, and then she, the she rips the covers off, and he's got her hands above her head, I think, and he's like go, going in for a kiss, and she's dodging him, and she keeps telling him no, and then she's pushing him, and you know he, he's. He's laughing, and at first she's laughing, but it seems like uncomfortable, and she's literally trying to get out from under him. I mean, Big Brother, they expelled him because of complaints from, from mm -hmm. this girl. So she evidently felt threatened enough to make a complaint, and they booted him off the damn show. What I what I had understood was that they, it was something like she was trying to get through uh, some sort of, like, walkway space and he was like blocking her or whatever oh that was the and... other that's the other clip 
There's okay, two. There's so two. One of them in the bed, and one of them walking along, where he's he's trying to kiss her up against the wall or in the walkway. But yeah, there's two. The first one that I saw was the one in the bed. Yeah, nah, man. See, and that's a shame because here's a guy who had toiled around in the UFC. You know, didn't really make much money, didn't find much success, and ends up leaving, reaches the mountaintop, and it's like everybody was happy for him. You know what I mean? Hey, this dude just won a million dollars. He worked his ass off. He made it. Damn, this is amazing. And then he goes around and he does some shit like this. Now you, you have to ask yourself the question, has he done this before? I mean, if you're doing this and you know there's cameras, you're probably pretty comfortable doing this elsewhere. Like, this chick is repeatedly telling you, no, leave me the fuck alone, blah, blah, blah. Like, come on, man. That's just, it's just so trash, man. Like, this is, this is another example of, this isn't even like fumbling the bag. This is just you being, God, just, why, why does this sport attract so many people like this? I'll never understand it. I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, there's terrible people in all walks of life, in any profession, any athletic endeavor, but what the fuck, guy? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, and apparently there's one, two, three different clips in our article. The first one is him um, harassing her in the bed. And um, it, I was wrong. It wasn't a white blanket. He's wearing a white T-shirt, and you can see his white T-shirt. That's what it was. Mm. Um, and then the second one is in a bedroom, and then the third one is in the, like the walkway. And it looks like they're sort of they've been out because one of the girls is wearing a glittery skirt, you know, a, like sequins or something. But mm. yeah, um, <laughs> this man. Woof. Anyways, so we must move on. But first, what I want to do is I want to ask you guys to stick around because unfortunately, the free portion of our show is over. So stick around. We're going to give you the bonus section, which has more salacious headlines and more in-depth discussion. So we'll be right back. To access the bonus content of this show, you must be a paid subscriber. To do that, Go to bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com and subscribe today. The Bloody Elbow Podcast Network is moving. That's right. We're moving from SoundCloud and YouTube to Substack. It will still be available through your current iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher subscriptions, but the main home of the Bloody Elbow Podcast Network will now be on Substack. While most of our audio content will remain free, we'll be asking listeners to please get a paid subscription to support the shows which are now ad-free. Please give us your email, and we'll send you notices and summaries of every new episode. Become a paid subscriber and get bonus segments only available to those who've pledged their support. Sign up at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com today. <laughs> 